Welcome to Jab, Cross, Hook, a fan-sided fight show with your hosts, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, and Reed Wallach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Jab, Cross, Hook. I'm kind of noticing I'm opening every show just going like that. I don't know what that is, but that's, that's the intro, I guess. Uh, we are gearing up for this week's UFC Vegas 50. Uh, myself, Ian McMillan, Amy Kaplan, Reed Wallach. Uh, first things first, of course, uh, if you don't know, if you are a new viewer, what we do with the first half of the show uh, is that we uh, recap last week's event a little bit, talk a little bit about media today. Uh, Amy is our boots on the ground. She was there at media day. Uh, so we'll cover that. And then we do I a bet draft. What's that? Heels I on the ground. That's, the- that's true. <laughs> A little bit more, a little bit more fitting, um, and then we do a bet draft for for this weekend's uh, this weekend's event uh, where we draft our bets. Of course, when a when a bet is taken off the board, nobody else can draft it, and that and that's how it works. Is Amy frozen for anyone else or just for me? Yeah, for me too. All right, like so she's hopefully... about to like scold you also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's there back. she's back. back. I'm back. I kept getting a message. Um, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> And we will also be joined today uh, by Jalen Turner, uh, fresh off a win at uh, UFC 272. So excited to talk uh, to him. But first things first, we need to talk about last week because I am once again winless. I have still not won any of these drafts. Uh, but our UFC guests are now 2-0. So Jalen has big shoes to fill because Eric Gonzalez got the win for us last week. Uh, I'll just bring up the records here to recap what everyone did. He went 2-1 for plus .63 units. Uh, just ahead of Amy, who went two and one for 0.61 unit, uh, and then myself and Reed both went one and two. Reed minus 0.4, uh, and myself minus 0.3. Uh, so I guess I didn't come last place, uh, which is uh, uh, which is all right. I guess I'll take that. But I need a win. I need a win. But our UFC fighter guests are now two and zero on the show. Uh, Amy, since you were did the best out of all of us, out of the three of us, you are going to choose the draft order. Um, but we will get to that in a bit. We've got some things to go over here first. Any reactions from you? You were at the big UFC 272 last week, Amy. Any any reactions from uh, being at the at the event live? I think that at least the main event basically went how most people kind of predicted it was going to go. Colby Covington uh, defeated Jorge Masvidal by unanimous decision. Any, any any reaction from that card at all? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a great card, obviously. I think um, something that fans may not realize from like, you know, how, how the media handles a card, you know, you as fans watching at home, you think, Oh my God, she's so lucky. She gets to go to the fight. She gets to see everything. I am working my butt off during those <laughs> fights. I did not go into the arena once the entire time because we were in the media tent in the, in like the outside. It was also right. in the middle of a windstorm and we're underneath where the airplanes take off. So it's loud, mm. cold, windy, and we have, you know, we have TVs so we're watching and we're interviewing the fighters as they come back. But yeah, it's, it's a different, definitely a different experience because if I wanted to go out and let's say watch the Colby Covington fight, I would have to go out, go through security again, go in through the arena. And then, when I say go out, I mean go out and around the other side of the arena. I'm not just saying like go out the door. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to be in the arena. Now, it doesn't mean that there isn't still kind of a cool feel of when, you know, the fighters come into the back, you know, they're with their teams, some celebrities end up back there. Steve-O was back there. So it's, it's still like a really cool experience, but it's definitely not as glamorous as it sounds and not as exciting as it sounds. 
I really prefer to go to the apex and, and do fights. Cause I can just walk from the media room to the arena and go back and forth real quick. So yeah, kind of like the smaller cards. Interesting point. Interesting perspective that, that a lot of people, uh, uh, probably don't think of another big storyline from uh, UFC 272. Habib Nurmagomedov inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame. I would have expected this to kind of happen sooner, but I, uh, Dana and probably UFC is probably just kind of holding out, hoping that he's going to come back yeah. to fight. So I guess this this might spell that he's officially 100%, 101% not going to come back uh, and fight in the UFC, but uh, well-deserving, arguably the goat of the lightweight division. Any thoughts about Habib? Oh, I got to say, I don't know if you noticed, but yesterday, Habib posted a photo of himself in the cage with the big UFC logo on the back, and the caption was just two eyeballs. So Ooh. I would not count out that return as yet. Uh, up until that, that Instagram, I thought for sure he's done. He's got his own promotion. He's doing his own thing. He's coaching. But that <laughs> Instagram made me go, wait, 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 what? I so, saw it. What would he come back for, though? Just to compete? 30 and 0. Just to be 30 and 0. Well, no, okay. I mean, he would come back. I think he's the type of fighter that would come back if there was a fight that interests him. Because he kind of always said that, that he needed to, there had to be a reason for him to come back. He's not That's just going to come back. So who, who makes, who makes, could be, uh, could be bite at that? Like, I don't think Charles Oliveira really, as good as he is, I don't think he really moves the needle, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily saying he's going to come back right away, but I definitely think that there, either he's playing with us and he played really, really good, or I don't know. Which is very possible. Yeah, I just I don't see necessarily him. I don't see a future opponent yet, but I think he maybe mm-hmm. he's thinking that maybe it, that's not his mind. Uh, I mean, if you're cornering somebody, he's cornering so many fighters. He's running his own promotion. That itch has got to still be there. I mean, it, it, it would be kind of rare for him to just stay retired because UFC fighters, like, literally never just stay retired. Like, UFC fighters average, what, 3.5 retirements each? Like, every <laughs> single person, like, goes through, like, they retire, they leave the gloves in the octagon, they walk off, and then, like, a month later, they're like, I'm back! Yeah, uh, surprise! Yeah, so <laughs> if he stays retired, he would be he would be one of only few to ever do that. I hope uh, he does Greg Hardy fought. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just hope he does stay retired. I hope that he breaks that that pattern. And I I gained a lot of respect from him for the reason he retired and for sticking to the reason he retired, especially after I know Dana was probably offering him up a buttload of money. So I really respected him for that. So part of me hopes that he does stay retired and that he's just playing with us. Certainly possible. Uh, Greg Hardy fought this past weekend, lost. I believe his UFC contract is over. Is he done in the UFC? I think someone in the press conference afterwards, maybe Amy, you can speak this, asked him about it, and he didn't even know if it was Greg Hardy's last fight on his contract or not, uh, whether or not he was telling the truth when he said that. Uh, is Greg Hardy done? Or are they going to bring him back anymore? It was his last fight on his contract. Um, Dana said he wasn't sure. I do believe Dana. He doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> He had a few people. Your picture kind of, kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> they have a few people that kind of come back with him. He's got like his own PR person. He's got, you know, people that come back and somebody looked into it while they were asking another question. And they did say to him that it was his last and God, I hope I never have yeah. to see him again. That's my thought. I mean, it was pretty satisfying just, just to, just to see him lose that way though, to be honest, that was, <laughs> if he's going to keep losing like that, maybe I'll watch out a couple more times. No, I I said this last week. He hasn't shown – he's not even a good UFC fighter, so what's the point? Like, I understand, like, former NFL player whatever, but, like, I feel like – Yeah, that, he's a name, right? Yeah, but I feel like the name 
isn't even a thing anymore. Like, I feel like that whole hype has died down because he's so bad at fighting. So, I mean, he got embarrassed. That was like one of the most embarrassing fights I've seen, you know, recently. So I don't really see a cause for bringing him back. There's no, there's nothing there. So he I hope he's done. improved either. Yeah, exactly. I just like, think it the looks whole... like he's not training. He's not doing anything. No. He's barely cutting any weight. Like he's not really like, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. He's not competing. No. Remember when he was his inhaler between rounds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Wild. I, I just got him out of there. <laughs> Co-main event. Should it have been stopped? This is always a, an interesting conversation uh, that gets brought up once every couple of months. Not to Moicano showing the heart of a champion. Should that fight have been stopped against Rafael Dos Anjos? It went the distance. I know a lot of people who had uh, prop bets on uh, the fight to, to be finished in one of those uh, later rounds or for uh, RDA to get the uh, finish inside the distance. Those betters were not happy with what happened. So do you think uh, that fight should have been stopped? Yeah, like 100%. That was ridiculous. That was like, that was a beating. And I I took RDA. I One of my bigger bets recently was on RDA. I thought I thought the line was crazy. But at the same time, I, I almost tipped my cap to Moicano. I left more impressed with him. It, just the fact that he stayed in there and put up a pretty good fight, even though he was just getting absolutely steamrolled. But what did you expect? He was coming on a short-notice fight. RDA's an elite contender in the lightweight division. What did you expect? So I give credit to Moicano, but shame on his um, his corner not throwing in the towel there because he looked terrible. And the, the I thought it was crazy when the ref and the doctor were mic'd up talking about how we're going to stop this fight. Like I thought that was insane that they put that on TV. That was well, a wild was dialogue. He was covering his mic. And, and then you can still hear, still hear everything, but you could tell that they were, he was trying to tell the doctor, you got to say no, yeah. because I can't, you know, I can't, or I don't want to, or whatever the reason. And the doctor was just like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. I thought it should have been stopped too. And I thought the RDA going easy on him in the last round was definitely because he, he thought the same thing he said in the post fight that he wanted the fight to be stopped. Obviously he would have won, but I yeah. think he really felt bad for him. Obviously, you know, he, that almost was a terrible decision because he almost then lost at the end. But, um, yeah, I think that nobody would have been upset by that fight getting stopped. Hinata Moicano, as tough as they come. Uh, yeah, he definitely him earned him. himself, though, some brownie points with the UFC for, like, showing up like that and being game and all that. But, again, I'm surprised that they kept it a five-round fight. I guess RDA trained for a five-round fight, so they were going to honor that end of his contract. But I mean, talk about... Tough sledding if you're Moicano. Coming in, going, where'd he go? He went to Brazil, back to Vegas, cut the weight, fought a, you know, a championship-level fighter, in my opinion, for an extra two rounds, only just get steamrolled. I mean, just, you know, tough. <laughs> tough and then was still thrown at the end. Yeah, no, I cried. Yeah. After all that, crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about the main event a little bit. Colby Covington uh, went on to win. It seems pretty clear now that he's uh, the number two fighter in that weight class and next to Kamara Usman. Um, I do want to talk about kind of what's next for both these fighters, but the conversation that keeps getting brought up for Colby over and over is, is a shtick. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I have a strong opinion about it. Uh, I want to hear I want to hear your two thoughts first, though. Like, it, it, is it getting old? Is it fake? Is it real? Does it work to a certain extent? Amy, do you have any thoughts? Oh, I have mixed emotions about this. Um, I believe that it's fake 
to an extent. I do believe that he is a trash human being in as far as like politics goes. Um, but you know, when, when the, when the mics are out of the way and the cameras are off and it's just the two of us, he's a nice, respectful guy. And he seems like he really takes his job seriously. And he really takes the time to think about, you know, what he's going to do and how he's going to portray himself. But that doesn't excuse what comes out of his mouth. Just in mm. fact, it, to me, it's almost worse because it's not true. Yeah. You know, it's like if you felt like these terrible things are actually true and this is how you feel, then I could respect you more than if you're doing it for likes or controversy or headlines. Yeah. I, I Amy, I was actually going to ask you, is this more just like an act, like a WWE style act or like, is this like the actual Colby Covington? So that was interesting. But from a strictly like viewing standpoint, if you win, like it works, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where if he's losing and he's like running his mouth like this and it looks kind of stupid, but he's winning. So he backs it up. He could back, he backs up all his trash talk. But I actually think from his long-term outlook, I think he's playing this perfectly. He's basically like, has like this vendetta, like this like rap sheet of guys he wants to go and kick the crap out of. So he's just going after them. I think it's genius because he knows he can't beat Usman. So now he's going for these big name fighters that he has beef with from whatever reason, whether it's made up or it's true. And he's going to go and back it up. Like, I think it's an awesome idea that he's going to go and try, try and fight Dustin Poirier. And we can get into that, Ian. But I think that's totally the move for him. Why go fight Usman again? You'll probably just lose again. You know, like you, he's almost like forgetting like championships. He's now going, I'm going to try and make big fights on my own because I'm my own brand. I think it's honestly genius marketing. Yeah, my thing with Colby, I mean, I, I'll leave politics completely out of it. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love a good shtick. My favorite fighter of all time is Chael Sonnen just because of that. Uh, 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 <laughs> I still laugh at Chael Sonnen. Well, I'll, I'll like every now and then like uh, say that he's undefeated um, and, that, and that he never lost a round. But my, my issue with Colby is it just it's so it's not creative at all. It's just so it's so predictable. It's like, dude, like, yeah. come up with something a little bit more original than just being like the right wing guy, like the right wing yeah. Donald Trump supporter guy. It's like be a little bit more original. Uh, Jail Sonnen used it <laughs> coming up on the mean streets of Westland, Oregon. Like Jail Sonnen was the <laughs> best at just being so original and being able to be a straight, you know, like keep the straight face on. Colby's just it's it just it's just not like his it's just not an original stick. It's just predictable. Like That's I know true. what he's I know what he's gonna say. But he's damn good at fighting though. Like a relevant yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he give and he gives the same jokes every time. Like mm, right. I get that you think that you're you're going after Dustin Poirier by going through his wife, but like you only have the one joke that he she sleeps right. with Conor McGregor. It's the same like, thing with McGregor too. He ran yeah. out of jokes with Dustin also. Yeah, so like move on. Yeah, better. And, and, and I mean, McGregor's a whole Colors different conversation. Something, yeah. like, something else. <laughs> not that she's fat. I'm not saying that. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my thing with Colby. But uh, we talked about Colby possibly fighting. I don't think that's going to happen. Is there any chance he's going to fight know? Dustin Poirier? Oh, I think that's what he's setting up. I, I, I think it's a smart fight in the sense that, like you said, like why set him up with Usman again? Like it doesn't. Yeah. No, it's almost right like, Colby's almost in his own like realm right now because he's in my opinion i guess like chamayev is coming up the ranks but for like at this very moment it's uzman it's covington and then it's just everyone else so why would you keep going with welterweights when there's the lightweight right underneath you is stacked with talent and there's like a log jam at the top with Oliveira? why not call it dustin especially if you have beef with him that could sell dustin is been he like saying he's going up. down to lightweight no dustin would come up i'm saying that like the weight class below you has talent 
Right. I just like is 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 Jorge gonna go up to welterweight? Like that's that's such a, a size difference between those. Like when you're talking about like bantamweight I mean, to featherweight, no featherweight to lightweight, those that's only ten pounds. From from light lightweight to uh, to welterweight is a big jump. And Colby's a big guy. You think you you think that would hold it up though? I feel like if they want to make it happen, they'll make it happen. I don't. Like, I like. I think the si- the size difference is too big. Yeah, you think so? I mean, I think so. That was my reaction, dude. I was like, these, these guys are never going to fight. Poirier is going to get ragdolled. It's a big, you make a lot, make a lot of money. All respect to Poirier, but the size <laughs> is just. I think though that I mean I, I don't think the trash talk would work on Dustin. I mean, I think we've already seen that it doesn't work on Dustin. But if he wants someone to come up like that he's going to have to get them to want to kill him. And I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen with Dustin because he doesn't seem the type that, you know, he's, he's not bothered by people talking trash about his wife. So I don't know. I would like to see it. Okay, I do want to bring on our guest in a second. Right before we, br- we bring on our guest, though, I did forget to, to talk about something at the very top of the show, and that's something that we've done at the top of every show so far. So I do quickly want to go over what we are all drinking tonight. Uh, I have changed yeah. up because I still haven't won a draft, so I completely changed my strategy here. I went, what was I, what was I drinking, gin last week? Yeah, the gin didn't work. <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll do mine first. I'm back on beer, even though I'm trying to cut beer out of my diet just for tonight here. A little Brooklyn lager. All right. Keeping it local it. to where I live now. I'm with um, it. I got to change it up until I find a winner because I'm, I'm winless in these drafts. So Brooklyn lager tonight. Reed, what are you drinking? I went back to the Labatt. I liked it honestly, and I didn't have much time, so I didn't want to like. I didn't have much time to actually look at it for, so I kind of ran in there and just grabbed something I knew. So we're back on the Labatt train. Let's hope we get a win. I believe it's Labatt Blue. I'm not Canadian, so like it doesn't really fly. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> roll off the tongue as well as when you say it. Okay, I'm drink- I'm just finishing up my peach wine that I talked about like a couple episodes ago. Nothing crazy. Still Artois. Just feels fancy. It's good. I like it. I like it. We're two in a row right now. Keep it up. Between us three, yes. I you know, like. I don't know if we fully decided if when <laughs> the, the, our guest wins the draft, if that's going to be the winner for whoever finishes like first out of us three. I mean, but we're working through. I that. think I should be the winner. You are. I agree. You are the defending champion. Let's say that. Okay. No one's um, dethroned yes. me yet. It has to go to the judges. If it, if you don't finish <laughs> the champ, you can't yeah, beat the right. champ. Yes, I agree. Um, but let's finally get to our special guest here. Um, Jalen Turner, UFC lightweight, just coming off a huge win over Jamie Malarkey uh, at UFC 272. Uh, just fought th- th- this past weekend. Uh, Jalen, hello. Thank you for joining us. Hey, am I in here? Oh, there I am. <laughs> you are yes. in here. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> nice How are you doing, man? Congratulations win. on the big win. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, Amy, Amy, you've been following J- uh, Jalen's career for, for a long time. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I think I, I mentioned this to Jalen after his fight. Um, I, I don't know if he knows the full story, but I had a friend who was a manager who was like, hey, I want to sign this guy, but he's still an amateur. So he's like, come with me to his fight, take some pictures of his fight so I can kind of be like, look, I come with a photographer. I don't know if he knows <laughs> what I'm talking about, but um, – so we go, we drive two hours out to go check out this guy. And the whole time he's just telling me how great he is. And part of me is like, oh, whatever, uh, you know. So we get there and then, you know, I watch the fights. And then this guy comes out and sub- submits this guy like crazy arm. I think it was an arm bar. Just like it was a crazy. He's like thinking what fight I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it was just fucking crazy. And I got this picture of him like hanging upside down. And it was Jalen. And then I was like, okay, yeah, there it is. That's just so you guys know, that's a picture of the back of my camera. 
because that's all that survives <laughs> of this event. But yeah, it was wow. so after that, I've been following ever, him ever since. And I think Whoa, I've photographed wait, him a wait. lot. That's, that's not me. Yes, it is. That's not you. That's, Upside down. That, that's Jamal. No. This whole time I thought it was you. Yeah, that's Jamal Pokes. <laughs> no, that was the CX. It was, no, hold on. I'm going to your t- topology. Hold on. It was. I'll tell you the event it was. Maybe that's not the right picture then. I, I, I did win by submission that same night though. Okay, then I'm thinking of a different picture. Definitely. Wait, it was, but it was an arm bar, right? Nah, triangle. What? <laughs> okay, this is 2015. Now I feel like I, my brain is scrambled. <laughs> But if we were there for you. We were there for you, Jalen. I don't even remember the map. Who who was it? Who was the dude? I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> you didn't sign with us. <laughs> I'm I'm not making this this experience up. It's just the wrong picture. Okay. All right. But while we're talking about submissions, though, and that, I mean, the knockout this um at the main event or at UFC pay per view was fantastic over Jamie Malarkey. I mean, what were you thinking going into that fight? Were you trying to finish him? By knockout, were you going to try and mix in some submission? I know Malarkey's more of a more grapple-based fighter. What was the strategy going into that um, fight? Honestly, the strategy was just stick and move, have fun, and win, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I thought he was going to grapple strategy. a lot more. Yeah, you know, let's, let's keep it simple. Um, I thought he was going to grapple and shoot a lot more, so I was, like, really prepared for that. But um, he stood and banged with me. I was like, okay, like, this is my realm. Like, let's do this. So, yeah, that was it. So now you, you've you've rattled off four straight wins, four finishes as well. Uh, any any idea what's in what's 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 in store next for you, Jalen? Getting another fight, getting another win, getting another finish. Do you, do you th- how far away do you? Th- I mean, this is might be a little bit too far far away, but uh, how far away do you think you are from a title shot? Oh shoot! Um, yeah, I'm in the most stacked division in the UFC, so I think there's a while. But um, you know, if I keep this up, maybe like another year and a half you know two years maybe less have you started game planning how you're gonna kind of get to the title is is that something you envision for yourself uh, uh in the future is fighting for a title shot is it something you even have put any thought behind or are you just focused on trying to win the next fight um yeah uh, we're, we're game planning for for that of course um you know, the goal's always been to be a champion. Um, you know, I just, I reiterate that, like, after every fight, like, that's definitely um, my end game. And, um, yeah, dude, like, I, I think about it all the time. I train for it. I prepare for it. But also, um, I don't shy away from my opponents. I don't overlook anybody when I have to prepare for them. But, you know, you prepare for the best, you're going to eventually have to fight everybody, like, on the way up. So, you know, that's how I look at it. Uh, you have four straight finishes, and if I'm correct, you still you like you haven't gotten a performance bonus in any of those fights, have you? Nope. <laughs> Why? What's going on? <laughs> Politics. I don't. I can't even tell you. That's unbelievable to me. Two TKOs, two submissions. They're all like within like the first two rounds. Get this man a bonus. I was really shocked you didn't get one for UFC 272. That was crazy to me. I, I was too. That was like the one where I was like, I'm definitely getting it. Like I was like, like sure as shit I was getting it. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not yeah. stressing it. I'm stressing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you all my stress then. You have all of it. Tell me a little bit uh, uh, about your nickname. You have it on the screen there, Tarantula. Is it true? 
uh, that you were like an arachnophobia, like scared of spiders growing up? Yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't. It wasn't like growing up. It was like in a like in like the the teenage years of my life. So growing up, I was never really afraid of spiders at all. And then I had some friends that hated spiders, and I was like hanging out with them. Like they like my super close friends. We hung out for a couple of years straight. And I just ended up not liking spiders from hanging out with them for some reason. So after that, I was like, dude, I've never been like this. I was like, let me just dive in, just get a pet tarantula and see how it goes. And I did that. Ooh. And, you know, it was it freaked me out at first when I first like, got it from the pet store. Ended up being a cool pet. Um, and then after that, I just started like doing my research, learning about tarantulas. And yeah, man, I got, got into it deep. Do you still have a pet tarantula? Yeah, I got like I got like about a little less than 30 right now. Oh my God. A little what? less than 30? Three zero? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's not a lot. I saw a cockroach for the first time like a month ago and I almost died. I almost had a heart attack. I couldn't imagine owning almost 30 tarantulas. Jalen brought one and weighed in with it. Yeah. Oh what, my was God. was it the night before last? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to fought Brock Weaver. Crazy. Uh, so we, we are going to get to uh, the draft here. I believe you are joining us, Jalen, uh, f- for this bet draft. Um, have you? Are you better at all? Do you bet on any UFC fights or any other sports? Nope, I don't bet at all. Really? All right. So neither did Eric Gonzalez last week, and he beat uh, he beat uh, he beat all of us. So <laughs> uh, you were the third UFC fighter to, to join us for this. The other two guys uh, both won the bet draft, so no pressure. But the UFC fighters are undefeated on this show. Uh, Jeff Molina and then Eric Gonzalez last week. I've got a fun fact. Eric Gonzalez, you know, you were his first round draft pick last week. That's true. <laughs> That's yes. dope. So you helped him win the draft last week. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so how it works is uh, we're talking this week's uh, UFC card. Uh, we're going to go in order. We're, we are going to let you pick first. You pick any fighter that you think is going to win on the card. When a fighter is selected, nobody else can choose that fighter to win this weekend. So pretty straightforward. If you have a few fighters that you know that that you think can win this weekend, don't worry about the odds. We'll toss in the odds afterwards, um, or, or we'll just talk about the odds w- when you make the pick. But uh, we're going to go in order from you, uh, second, third, fourth, and then because it's a snake draft, then we go fourth back down to one. Just three rounds. Uh, won't take too long here. Uh, but yeah, so once a fighter is selected, nobody else can draft them. It can be any fighter on this weekend's card. If they win, uh, then you get the win. And depending on what their odds are, you get a certain amount of units. And then whoever finishes the fight card up the most units wins the draft. Uh, I have not won a draft yet. (laughs) I consider myself a a betting expert. Sports betting is supposed to be what my job is, and I haven't won a draft yet. So (laughs) I'm I'm in desperate need of a win. Who's the reigning reigning champion who doesn't know anything about betting? Yes, yeah, and then yeah, and then Amy, who's like our UFC insider, who doesn't come from a betting background, uh, is, is the defending champion. So uh, myself and Reed got to got to pick it up this week. So any questions before yes. we get started? Seem pretty straightforward. Yeah, seems pretty good. Let's do this. All right, awesome. <laughs> so nervous. Amy, 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 <laughs> you do fun. have uh, you do have to choose the draft order. Uh, Jalen's going to go first. Who's going second, third, and fourth? I will go second because I went last last time. And I did not like that order. Yeah, you were not a fan no. of go- the the double back to back. You're not a fan. Um, Ian, you will go third, and Reed, you will go last. Just trying to change okay. it up a little. It's my first time going. It's my first time with the with the snake. So let's see how it goes. 
All right, perfect. Then let's get into it. Jalen, you're on the clock. Uh, pick a fighter to win that uh, to win this weekend. Who do you got? And there's no clock. Don't worry. Okay, because <laughs> you don't have a time limit. I think I'm gonna go. Fuck. I'll go Alex Pierre. <laughs> All okay. right. That was my that was my favorite pick on the board. So good pick. I like it. So yeah. Alex Pereira fighting Bruno Silva. Uh, Alex Pereira minus one eighty five favorite uh, in that fight. Uh, I believe that's the first fight of the main card. Um, Reed, you said that was going to be your top pick. Yeah, I, I mean Pereira's coming up the coming up the ranks fast. I mean, kickboxing background. He beat Izzy Adesanya as a kickboxer before, oh. so. He's coming up real fast. So I know the record's kind of short for MMA, but I mean, this guy has dynamite in his hands. He, this guy's legit, I think. I think he rolls here. So good pick by Jalen, in my opinion. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Alex Perra off the. <laughs> I mean, Jalen's ahead of me. Jalen's is like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. He's like, what did I get myself? Well into? said. What did Amy wrote me into? Uh, Amy, you, 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 you're second, right? Yes, I am second. All right, you're so, on the clock. The, I, now we need like a little timer or something, make it dramatic, yeah. or like Jeopardy music. Um, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I picked him previously, just what was it, two weeks ago? And he did well for me then. So I'm going to go with Terrence McKinney. Of course. And, you know, part of that is just like he's one of those guys I just don't want to bet against. It's definitely a tough fight for sure, especially coming, you know, short notice, even though he did just come off a fight. So it's not really short notice because, you know, he obviously was already in a fight camp and all that. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just, I got to go with Terrence McKinney. He's my first draft. Yeah. He's basically, it's basically one of those spots where it's like, it's a young guy who's two impressive uh, finishes uh, in in the UFC. So it's like, all right, is he for real? Like we're going to find out if he is plus 150 is going to be a great price. If you're talking with the odds, Obviously, a step up in competition for him. So, a big, a big, big fight for him. Uh, I like the pick. He was on my board, though, too. And then, Ian, I believe it's to you. Uh, yes. So, I'm going to go my first pick. I'm going to go uh, Carl Robertson uh, to uh, minus 130, taking on Khalil Roundtree. Uh, so, all four of Robertson's losses in the UFC have all come by submission. Uh, Khalil Roundtree is not going to submit him. Khalil Roundtree literally has zero takedowns in his UFC career. So this fight is not going to be going to the ground. It's going to be standing two kickboxers going at it. Robertson's literally a kickboxer. He has a, a kickboxing background, competed uh, as a kickboxer. Um, and if you look at the striking numbers, Robertson, I, I think, has the advantage standing up. 51% strike accuracy, 57% strike defense rate uh, in Roundtree. Only a 38% strike accuracy and 49% strike defense rate. So it's going to be standing. I think we're getting a little bit of value on Robertson because of some recent losses. But like I said, they've all come from submission. This one's going to be standing. Uh, Carl Robertson, a little bit of a slight favorite there, uh, minus 130. Uh, that's my first overall pick. I'm very happy with that. That was the top of my board. I love that pick. Uh, Carl Robertson, any thoughts on that pick? I think it's a nice one. All right. I, no comment. Right. Yeah, Amy, I, yeah. Amy, I had a question. Yes. Is, I saw somewhere that Roundtree might be retiring after this fight. Is that? Do you say anything about that media day, or am I too deep in like the Twitter arc, like Twitter searches, like kind of looking for news? On you these may guys? have seen an old tweet because he did retire at one point, but I don't know if it's like a real. Oh, we were just yeah. talking about we were talking about that before that he uh, 
<laughs> everyone retires. Yeah. Because Roundtree, I don't even think he's that Khalil old. is like a another one I followed for a long time. He he's an interesting guy because he ha- he really really think like his brain is probably like oh, sometimes I think his brain gets in his way. If, I know that sounds crazy, but like he, I think he overthinks everything. He's very introspective, and I think that he when he's in a fight, and I don't, I'm just speaking from like what I observe. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like he needs to turn his brain off when he's fighting. Like I think that gets in the way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he retired. He like overthought yeah, his career too much. And then he overthought it and came back. And like, even at media day, he, he like, you know, somebody would ask him a simple question, like, you know, what do you think of your opponent? And he just sat there for a long time and then answered. It was just very like, mm. he's just brilliant. And that's great. Like as he, he's a philosopher and like that sort of personality. And sometimes that can be a hindrance as an athlete, uh, to be completely honest. Um, I like this. Maybe that's why I didn't become a professional athlete, because I'm just too smart. I think too Too much. No, (laughs) I'm just joking. Uh, Reed, uh, we were finishing up with you first time in the draft that you are picking last in order. So that means you get the next two picks. uh, Last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round. Uh, Who do you got? Yeah, uh, not thrilled about getting back-to-back picks tonight, especially because a few of the ones I liked came off the board. But one that I had um, atop my board was J.J. Aldridge, small underdog against Jillian Robertson. And I think Aldridge has the advantage striking with Robertson. It's can she defend herself and avoid the submissions? For me, Robertson, it's is she going to get a sub or not? I think Aldridge has the advantage enough on the feet to win this one and avoid tricky enough situations. I like Robertson as like an underdog price, but with Aldridge getting slightly plus money, uh, Aldridge would be, I think, the side there. Again, to me, they're, they're, this is like almost like a coin flip, so I'll take the slight underdog price on Aldridge. I think she could grind out a decision. And then... My other well, pick. I'm gonna comment about that one really quick because that that was actually that's actually my favorite bet on the board. I'm going against my fellow Canadian Jillian Jillian Robertson, but I did not think. Okay, so you like Aldrich? I wanted to take Jillian Robertson once I was studying the matchup. I loved Aldrich, and uh, I just didn't think anyone else was gonna draft her, so I was gonna wait till the last round. So I'm I'm upset that you sniped that pick on me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Good pick. Uh, go ahead with your second one. Yeah, no, I again, I think. Again, I don't see big difference between the two fighters, so just getting uh, taking the underdog there. And again, I think if this fight's going to go to the cards, Aldridge has found a, she has a knack for grinding out decisions. I think that she could uh, win this one on the cards. And then my other one, uh, this I don't love the board this week. Um, you know what? I'm going to go against Amy. Actually, what? I'm going to go with Drew Dober. That's all. Yeah. Pick. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Drew Dober. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Drew Dober. I know he's the I know he's the chalky pick, but to me, McKinney coming in short notice. If he can't win this fight in the first round, I think this is gonna like the tides are gonna turn in Dober's favor. And I maybe Jalen has a comment because you know this is his weight class, but I don't know. I I think Dober is gonna be able to handle anything McKinney throws, especially if you just weather that first round storm. And again, short camp Dober, he's on a he. Again, he's fought better competition, I think, and he struggled, but I think that this is kind of a step down for him and he's going to be able to handle it. And he is, he's, I think, a little more seasoned and can handle this one. So I'll go Dober. I don't love the, love the board this week. <laughs> uh, I, so I do, right before we move on here, uh, let's quickly recap round one. I should, have done, I should have done this earlier. I apologize. Bring up the round one graphic here if we have it. Round one picks. 
Uh, Jalen took Alex Pereira, minus 185. Amy Terrence McKinney, plus 150. I took Carl Robertson, minus 130. Reed took J.J. Aldrich, plus 110. Uh, so that was round one. And then, Reed, you just got round two uh, started off there. Drew Dober going against Amy. A little head-to-head matchup there. Um, I And I'd, lo- I'd love to hear Jalen's thoughts because that is that's his weight class. Um, honestly, I wish I got his thoughts before I made the pick, but <laughs> you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything that you said. Um, the way I personally see it is, um, I feel like Drew can finish the first round. I feel like that's like his, his best shot is to land, like land a big punch and, and hurt McKinney early on. Um, I feel like McKinney's going to have to do a lot of grappling to beat, uh, to beat Drew. Um, if it's a striking match, you know, I think I think Drew's gonna have the upper hand, just experience, octagon, like uh, comfortability, um, just durability in, in total. But you know, his most of his losses have come mainly from from grappling, from grapplers, heavy grapplers, or people that outgrapple him in his fights. Mm-hmm. Of the two, who would you rather fight? Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> um, I think I'd have more fun fighting Drew. Okay. Interesting. I can see that. Just don't mess up his beautiful face. <laughs> what about my beautiful face? <laughs> He's not going to mess up yours. He won't be able to reach it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, back to Ian. It's packed me. <sighs> taking J- this is a tough card. It is a tough card. You taking JJ Aldrich really threw a, a, a wrench in my plans here. Um, I am going to take, I think I'm going to take the chalky pick here and I'm usually an underdog guy, or if it's favorites, it's slight favorites. I'm going to take song Yadong in the co-main event minus two fifty against Marlon Marias. Before you do that, can you explain what chalky pick means to somebody who doesn't bet? Cause I don't know what that means. Ooh, great, que- great question. So a, a chalk means a chalky pick mean, means a big favorite. Um, chalk when you're just talking about that pick was chalk it means like it's a it's a big minus money it's a big favorite basically and in simple terms so if okay. I if I'm saying it's a chalky pick it means it, it's likely going to win but I mean it's not going to win me a ton of money okay got it yeah um, so yeah Song Yadong minus 250 Marlon Marais Marlon Marais has lost three straight fights via TKO and they have not been good finishes not good against a guy who has not seven enough. Uh, finishes by KO TKO. I think one of the more underrated fighters in the UFC right now, to be honest, in Song Yidong. So, um, like, yeah, like I said, uh, there's a little matchup graphic there. I mean, you got a 24-year-old who's just on fire right now against a 33-year-old who's lost three straight TKO fights. Not a good matchup. The I mean, Song Yidong is a big favorite for a reason. Um, yeah, like I said, usually I like underdogs, but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna lock in a win on this one, I think, or at least I hope. So Song Yudong minus two fifty. Uh that's my second pick. Amy, we are back to you for your second pick. Um, okay. After you explaining your pick to me, I'm second guessing my pick because I'm going Marlon Rice. Well, my Amy, I, I haven't I haven't won a draft yet. So if I'm on one side, it should actually <laughs> yeah, feel, yeah, make you feel more comfortable that now. you're on the opposite. <laughs> I was going to pick him anyways because, you know, even though he he had the TKO loss in his last fight, I mean, really, he probably should have gotten the win in the first round. He did knock out Marab, and that's not an easy feat. Um, And I think that if the referee had been doing his job properly, he would have had that win. Um, 
and he he put everything he you know he talks a little bit about that he put everything in that first round because he assumed that that he won it you know and he thought no way is he going to come out and be able to handle another round um and i always go with the underdogs like i love the underdogs so picking marlin all right i like it so that's your second pick jalen we are finally back to you it's we need both your second round pick and because it's snake draft we need your third yeah. round pick as well so <laughs> no pressure but we need we need two picks from you well i'm going sadiq that's one of my picks so Sodiq Yusuf minus two forty five against uh, Alex. I always mispronounce his last name. Caceres. Caceres, isn't it? Yeah, soft say. Uh, I like that pick. Big favorite should win. It'll get you a win on the board, likely. Uh, do you have Do you have any? You know, well, Jalen, you seemed ex- you seemed excited that he was on the board. Right. Why? Like, you train with him? Do you have a you know you know him well or anything like uh, that? He fought in the Contender Series. I've been following him. Like we follow each other. Um, and I, I liked his contender series fight. He's always been a, an extract, uh, exciting striker. Um, Alex Caceres does have chances. I like his ground game and his grappling for the fight. Um, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat Yosef. Yosef. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked. All right, nice. perfect. So awesome. we we have we need one more pick from your like your last pick. I'm um, I'm, I'm gonna take Khalil Roundtree. I, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what he could do. Okay, here we go. Dang it. Going against Ian. Going against me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ian, I feel like you end up next against the fighter every single time. I'm against someone. All of my picks, someone always goes the opposite. It's probably it's a good strategy. I lose all the time anyway, so it's it's probably a smart a smart strategy. Uh, should be should be a fun fight though. Khalil was my pick. Now I gotta redo it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, Cleo Roundtree coming in at a plus one ten underdog. So pretty, I mean, the odds say it should be a pretty close fight. Uh, Rob, uh, Robertson's the slight favorite, but uh, pretty good underdog pick there if you're looking for an underdog. So that rounds out your draft, Jalen. Uh, we'll just finish up here and then we'll we'll recap with you and then we'll send you on your way here in just a few minutes. But Amy, I think it's back to you. Uh, and J- Jalen just stole your pick. So I know Jalen stole my pick. <laughs> I was gonna go. With now you're scrambling. Right <laughs> um, okay, so I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do three underdogs this card. I think I'm just gonna Ooh. go. I'm gonna go put all, all right. my money in. My money. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tiago Santos, the main event. Um, I know that on paper it seems like he's just gonna get run through. Um, but I feel like this card. I feel like there's some magic in this card, and I know I said that once before, and it didn't happen. But I feel it again. <laughs> Um, and I feel like Tiago has, he's hopefully got that dad energy. He's got a baby on the way. Do like, it looks like okay. do any day now. And I feel like anytime there's a baby on the way or like a baby just born, these fighters like have this like Whoa, magic. So I'm hoping he'll pull that out. No, I subscribed to just had a child like bump in like oh, yeah. play yeah. every. I totally am a subscriber into new dad syndrome. Yeah, I swear to God, that's a thing. Anytime you just have a kid, you are winning. You are going off. It is totally, totally a thing. I'm totally subscribed to that. I just don't know when that kicks in because the baby's still on the belly, but like it's due any day now. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like. That's still that's still in the lab. The hypothesis is still yeah. like you know it's we're still a, like data gathering like when it works actually. But I do believe in the dad bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as that a was father, actually, it, it works. See, what, what is <laughs> it? Can you explain the dad it? Factor is real. Yeah, all of the above. Like when my son was born, 
I was I was in camp for my Bellator fight. I don't know if it was my first one or my second one, but um, I was working graveyard. I was running off like a couple hours of sleep and then watching him at night. And man, like I still was like just just had like this extra go, like this extra energy, like it just just an energy source just just radiated from my soul. So, well, we well I ended up finishing that fight in thirty eight seconds, thirty six seconds. I think that was like one of my fastest finishes. That's crazy. <laughs> I've always bad energy. It yeah. is a thing. I'm glad yeah. I can confirm we've, by theory. We've had that theory. so long. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. We need to start getting. A, I totally. Blah. Amy, when you're at these media days, you need to start finding out if any if any fighters that are fighting on the card recently had a kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get that information for for our betting purposes, please. Um. All right. Where are we uh, in the draft here? So is it back, yeah, it's back, back to me. To you. All right. So my strategy has been thrown out the window because all my picks have been taken by other people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bet on someone who I was going to bet against. I'm just going to go with uh, my fellow Canadian here. I'm going to stick. Go back to my original game plan. Uh, Jillian Robertson minus one thirty against JJ Aldrich. Uh, I'm going to go against you now, Reed. The story of this fight, in my opinion, when I studied it, is whether or not Jillian Robertson can get this fight to the ground. If she can get it to the ground, she can pull off a submission uh, against J.J. Aldrich and win this fight. My original opinion was that she's going to struggle getting her to the ground because J.J. Aldrich has something like a 68% takedown defense or something like that. Um, but she is a favorite for a reason, and she's Canadian, and I'm Canadian. So minus 130, my whole game plan has been thrown off by everyone taking my picks. Give me Jillian Robertson minus 130 and uh, hope for the best uh, in that prelim fight. Well, I'll see you out there. Oh, Canada. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you, Cage. Yeah. Um, All right, Reed, last okay. pick of the draft. I'll, Bring us home. I'll cap us off. You know, I don't, I don't love how the board broke for me, and it's funny because I am a big Miranda Maverick fan. I am a, a truther on her, but – off of two losses, she can't be laying this price to Sabina Mazo. So I'm going to go with Mazo at a big price. She's plus 255 at win bet right now. I just think big she has a big reach advantage. She kind of needs she needs the fight. Yeah, I don't have much here, so I might as well take a shot on the underdog. Mavericks off of two losses. I just think that this price is way too big for her. So I'll take a stab at a big underdog. Hopefully can uh, keep this close and maybe grind out a decision. I mean, again, like you see in the graphic, she's plus five in reach. So she's able to close the distance and get this to the ground. She can maybe handle Maverick and, you know, take a decision, you know, take two rounds. So, yeah, Mazo plus 255. I think that's a little too wide, in my opinion. And that completes the draft. And that's it. There you have it. There the, is. There's the UFC wow. Vegas 50 draft. We're going to bring up a graphic here to recap the whole thing. Um I'm not comfortable. I'm not happy with my draft whatsoever, going to be honest, and I haven't won one yet. Uh, so maybe the fact I don't like my draft is actually going to end up making it a good draft. Uh, so the final round uh, was Jalen went Khalil Roundtree plus 110. Amy went Tiago Santos plus 380. I went Jillian Robertson minus 130. Reed went Sabina Mazzo plus 255. Uh, so if you're watching this, you can see uh, the full uh, recap of all four of our picks. Uh, best luck to everyone. We'll kind of we'll kind of see what happens here. Uh, Jalen, like I said, you represent the UFC fighters. UFC fighters are two and zero heading into this week. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> you got big shoes to fill. UFC fighters need to try to stay undefeated on this show. Uh, how do you how, how do you feel about your draft right now? Are you confident at all in, in the people you picked? I mean, I I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty confident, honestly. I, I don't know if you, I feel like you guys picked some winners too, so I don't know. It might be, I think we're going to get some, a couple draws in this one. Yeah. Whoa. A couple <laughs> draws? Uh, I like I it. I like it. All right. 
He's expecting the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen, I, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Uh, once again, congratulations on, on, on the big finish this past week. Four straight wins, four straight finishes. Get this man a bonus. Yeah. He deserves it. Get him two. Get him three. Get this guy some money. I need it all. I need it all. It's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm patient. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thanks and, a lot, yeah, man. That's take a lot. care. Of course. Thank you. There you go. How do you two We feel? couldn't hear him the entire time, but he was awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate it. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> and he also confirmed my dad theory, which I swear to God is a thing. Now for we know. Sure. I swear. Yeah. Confirmed. 100% a thing. So I'm glad we could get some confirmation there. Um, any final thoughts? Any? How do you two feel about your drafts? Reed, well, I would like, I would like to start. Can I talk about my who is now? Oh, yes, of course. Kind yes. Of re- yeah. It kind of relates to our picks because Reed picked her. Um, so I want to introduce people, and I'm sure some most of you have already heard of her, but Sabina Mazzo, um, Colombian queen. She So like you said, she's an underdog. Um, but she's on the... I don't even know what you would refer to. So it's a short notice fight, but her opponent is the one that's coming in on short notice. So she's already been training. Yeah, that's why I'm shocked Maverick is laying this price. I mean, Miranda Maverick, I think, has a lot a big future, but she's lost two straight fights. I don't know. I just think that this is a weird line to me. I was going to just stay off it completely, but that's how the board broke. So I've, I'm now in on Sabina Mazo. So let's hear about her, please. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that Miranda, she has this, like, powerful persona. She's real muscly and, like, you know, has this, this, I don't know, this like aura to her. And Sabina is one of those fighters where like walking down the street, you wouldn't think she fights. Um, but she's crazy. I've been following her for a long time. I just posted today on Twitter, um, a picture I photographed of her kicking her opponent in the face and her toes are in the girl's mouth. So like, she's just one of those like sneaky, good fighters. And I think she's had a little bit of a rough patch in the UFC, Um, but this is one thing that a lot of people may not know yet. She left King's MMA, which is where she was training before. And she's now training with Glover Teixeira, which if you guys remember from a couple weeks ago is the reason I picked Wellington. It was also an underdog. He also changed his camp and went to go to Glover. So I feel like maybe there's a little bit of something brewing over there in Glover's camp because he's got a lot of people headed over there. Um, I spoke to her as well, and she said that she's actually thinking about moving full-time there. So she must have had a really good time there um, and really felt like she learned something or else she wouldn't be thinking about relocating there. Um, but I also spoke to her and asked her kind of why people should bet on her, and so you can hear what she has to say about herself. You know, first of all, when you step in the cage, you're, you're always thinking that you want to win. And you, I mean, yes, for sure. You know, and... Um, and I will definitely bet on myself, you know, just because I, I know the hard work I did. I know how uh, hard I work in absolutely all the parts of MMA, even jiu-jitsu, wrestling, everything, you know. So, I don't know. I feel like it's – I have that confidence and I will definitely do it, you know. But uh, I'm not a huge betting person. I actually want to get more into it, you know, because I've never really done it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can make sure that there's going to be an exciting fight and that uh, I'll just give it all for that victory. I'll give my heart, my blood, whatever it takes. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to step in there and, and, and show a little bit of, of the Colombian queen. 
Does that make you feel more confident about your, your pick, Reed? Yeah, kidding me? I, I didn't even know she switched to Glover's camp. Everything's coming up Glover lately. So this is like the year, I guess like the year and a half of Glover to share. So sure, let's ride. I'm in. Let's go, Sabina. Bring us home. Do we know the record of the fighters that we featured on on these on these shows? Yeah, don't I? I would say we probably shouldn't look at that record. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just, it just came in mind. I was like, I, if I, I'm mistaken, Amy. We've only no, we've done short notice fighters only. I think right. Well, so I, they've kind I, of been. Yeah, I tend to pick an underdog. Pill. Yeah, for I'm. I think my okay. my like if I had a fight name, my fight name would be underdog because I like the underdogs. I focus on the underdogs. I like to talk to the underdogs. So I'm obviously going to probably feature an underdog. I'm not going to feature a favorite because they're a favorite for a reason. People already kind of know that they're good. So yes. I like to kind of feature somebody that people That's might fair. be doubting. So yeah, they're probably all going to be underdogs and short, a lot of short notice people too as well. So. Um, right before we close things out last week, we talked a little parlay action. Um, I actually didn't, uh, I didn't put together a parlay this time. Not actually, it's actually not a great card for parlays in terms of, uh, the general strategy of putting together a few chalky fighters into one parlay and making it, uh, bettable. Uh, cause surprisingly, and this is pretty rare, especially in recent UFC where a lot of the fights are like, the odds are pretty close. Um, yes. there's a pick on the fight, Damon Jackson, Camu, Camu, Camuila Kirk, that's a pick. Camuela Kirk. Camuela. Uh, Roundtree and saying. Robertson is clo- is somewhat close to a pick him. There's like a minus 145 on there, minus 155. Uh, a lot of very close fights. Reed, have you done up any parlay uh, for the folks at home? Yes. I. We were going with um, the theory that it is tough to kind of, um, you know, you're not trying to lay chalk, a lot of close fights. So, Three favorites I like, and as I get the final number home, I will do that. Okay, so you want to get two to one payout? This pays out two to one. I like two to one. Sadiq Youssef, yeah, Sadiq Youssef, who Jalen said he's been following his career. He loves him. He notes that Alex Casares, mm-hmm. I guess Caceres. first try, first try, nailed mm-hmm. it. Uh, Jalen notes that he has some upside, and maybe you don't want to lay minus two thirty-five. Well, you could pair him with who I personally think is a great bet this week. Alex Pereira at minus 170 in that range. So you're getting two favorites putting them together. That gives you a slight plus money price. But if you also like Song Yadong in the co-main, he's minus in, um he's north of minus 200. You get a plus 200 payout with those three put together. Three likely winners, but you don't want to lay the chalk. There you go. Who, put those three together. Three likely winners. Who, who is the middle one? Yusuf Yadon. Alex Pereira. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Alex Pereira, um, who was Jalen's first pick. I think this guy, if I had to guess, we will be talking about Alex Pereira on next week's show as like the, wow, he really looked great. You know, is this guy flying up? Because he did go, he beat Izzy, uh, Izzy Adesanya twice in a kickbox in kickboxing. That's where his prayer's background. So there's history there. He wants Izzy. And I think he's eventually going to get his chance there. I like yeah, that parlay a quite a bit. So keep an eye on that parlay. Nice little two to one. Yeah, there you go. Easy. My parlay right. is never fails. Nice little, a nice little lay for you, Ian. <laughs> I, I'm anti-lay. I, I hate that term. Have you seen that pop up, or is that just me? People starting yeah, to call parlays lays. Well, what are we? What I mean, are we yeah, in a frat Parlay short enough. Par- parlay short enough. Go down the lays, bro. You got a lay for me, bro. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> call it a parlay. It's two syllables. It does not need to be shortened to lay. I hate it. 
Uh, Amy. Well, good. I there's our parlay though. No lays, strictly parlay, right there. Love it, Amy. Do you have a do you have a parlay by any chance? I do, but it's like not. I I think I'm just still not quite like in with what you're actually supposed to do with a parlay, which is pick favorites. Because I do like anything with parlays. No, like, no, 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 no. That's what we're here okay. for, though. We're here to work. We're here to workshop. Okay. This is like a Reed and Ian's like uh, office hours. And I'm also picking opposite of some of the picks I put on in my round. So I'm just all over the place. I'm a woman. I'm allowed to be indecisive. So let's see. So what do you have for this? I, so week? I have Magomed and Kaliev. Yeah, I have, which okay. is obviously come on. And then I have Camuela Kirk, which is funny because you didn't you pick the other guy? No, nobody, right? no, nobody picked uh, that fight. That that's we stayed off that fight. Okay. That's right. We mentioned that. And then I picked Marlon Marais. I just feel like the one the people that were favorites, I didn't. I liked the other person. Like I didn't think that they had the correct odds. So like I felt. So I just went with who I who I would feel comfortable with. Do you, do you have a certain yeah. reason why you like can't? Camuela Kirk. I just know him. I follow again. I followed his career. Um, so I, I just feel comfortable with him with that name. So I feel like, you know, I got to put, put a little bit of money. You didn't, you, you didn't draft him. No, I didn't because it wasn't a big spread. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like they were too okay. even. So I was like, well, I don't want to like waste, you know, I like betting on the underdogs in the draft because then if I win, then it bumps me up. Even if I just yep. get like one, right. You know, fact. Okay. So, if I were to give some constructive criticism, and by yeah, the way, there it. is no right way to do a parlay, but I don't think you need to throw Marias in this parlay. I think it's almost you're boosting Kirk from a pick to a slight underdog. Now you're now making him what, if I had to guess like plus plus one thirty, plus one twenty five, because Magomed, Magomed Ankalev, he's such a big favorite that you're almost kind of, Boosting Kirk's odds. You don't need to throw more ice. See, in I have no idea. So, what so you that can means. do it. So you're what you're saying, Reed, is you're, is you're just basically by tossing in Magomed, who's an almost lock because of his odds. You're just making betting on Kirk a little bit more valuable. Exactly. You're you're making oh, so you're getting a better pick another favorite, or he could just stick or, to yeah, the two. Another favorite. Yeah, I just think the theme you're going for, especially if you like Kirk, because he's a near pick mm-hmm. I don't think you want to put a big underdog in there like Marias because. Again, he's less likely to win. Of course, you get a bigger payout. But when you're doing a three-leg parlay, you may want to make something more likely and count on less variable. So Kirk, you can make your biggest variable at minus 110. Ankalev at minus 600. Right there, you're getting close to plus 130. If you want to throw in another big favorite like um, like Yosef, then all of a sudden you're talking, okay, now I have a plus 150 parlay. So I think, Mariah, you're almost like jumping too far. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'll counterpoint read by saying it's Here a parlay. Go. There shouldn't be any rules because parlays are parlays. Just bet. Take five <laughs> underdogs. If you want, take a five to one, a favorite, do get crazy. I'm, with I'm trying to help Amy understand though, the thought pro- of how I was looking at the parlay when I was, how my brain was kind of operating. If I was going parlay, I would take, I don't either go three favorites or three underdogs. You know, I'd kind of stick with the theme. I I've that. actually been putting a little bit of money where my mouth is on some of these things. Um, and I've been like pretty, I mean, win some, lose some, but you've been good. Two times I yeah. still have money in my bank. Like not my actual bank. I mean like the, the website bank, you know, yeah, right. um, cause I'm like, <laughs> I'll put money in there. Obviously I have money in my bank, but I put some money in there and I said, I'm going to have fun with this. And if once it's gone, it's gone, you know, that's the way to do and it. And I have more than I put in. So yeah. that's that- positive. Yeah. You win. If you do that when it comes to betting, then you win. 
Yeah. yeah, we should listen to you. And I have to say, too, we didn't talk about this fight, but this week, uh, this, I'm sorry, on Friday, um, Kevin Lee and Diego Sanchez are fighting for Eagle FC, which is Khabib's program. Yes, they are. And there, there is a huge spread between the two of them. So I put a little bit of money on the underdog, which is Diego Sanchez. I don't know. I just feel like I know like everyone's like, he's going to run through him. I just, I don't know. I have a feeling. I just want to put... Could put ten bucks or something. Do it. Yeah, I assume Diego Sanchez is training with someone else now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with somebody else. I don't know. If he if he's with some, I think he. Well, I know they. Yeah, he's not with that same weirdo. Yeah, Uh, if he's not with him, then I think it's he's probably worth a bet because the line's probably based on the fact that he's still with that guy and that guy that was insane. Well, I think too. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever witnessed in yeah. It was very it was very disturbing. Um, yeah. it, it, Kevin Lee is the type of fighter who will like listen to everybody saying, Oh, you're going to run through him. And he's going to think I'm going to run through him. And he's not going to try. Like he's the kind of fighter. I think he will let that. He will like not yeah. give him the respect that he needs the, the opponent. Diego Sanchez, I just brought up, Kevin like, Lee could definitely fight. Kevin Lee could. Is, I like Kevin Lee. I think he's really talented, but he could also be like incredibly overrated, like overrated in betting markets because he's so talented, you know, but like he sometimes doesn't live up to being such a big favorite. He is sense. his own worst enemy. Yes. I, I just looked up the odds just for anyone who's uh, watching or listening is curious. Um, the consensus odds is right around Kevin Lee minus 800 favorite, which means you would have That's to crazy. bet $800 on Kevin Lee to profit $100. Uh, Diego Sanchez going back to plus four seventy five underdog. Another, I don't know what the odds are, but another fighter I think if you guys want to put your money on is Impa Kasanganai. He was in the UFC, Ooh. got released, got picked up. Yes, I think he's another. I don't know if he's a favorite or underdog, but I would put some money. Slight on. underdog. Yeah, put plus one twenty five. Yeah, against Raymond Magomed Delayev. Well, that's why he's the underdog. Impa was pretty good, but then he he was on the wrong side of that um, Joaquin Buckley knockout. Yeah. Uh, what was that, last summer? Yeah. Two summers yeah. ago? Last summer? I don't know. They're all the same. But I liked Impa Kasagne. He's massive, yeah. too. Yeah. He's easily, like, one of those, like, when you're a casual and you're watching, and it's like, yeah, I'm betting on that guy. He's <laughs> This guy's massive. Yeah. He's jacked. But he was also, like, on, like, the biggest highlight reel knockout, like, in the past two years, so – uh, we have gone on very long. This has been yeah. the longest show by far. Uh, any final right. thoughts? Before, good, good show. Then. Any final thoughts before we close it out? Read. No, I'm all set. I hope everyone, you know, does all right on their draft. I'm not as confident, but you know, let's see what happens. That's what's all about. Amy, final thoughts? No, I'm good. I said all my th- final thoughts with that eagle thing that kind of got us off track. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts are: I pray to gambler or the gambling god that I get a win because I. I hope they, I, I need this not to be a recurring storyline of me not getting a win in the draft. So uh, it's going to become more and more of a thing each passing week now. I hope it doesn't. Let me just get the win just to get out of the way. My first win. Uh, thank you all for listening, for tuning in, subscribe to the YouTube channel for listening to this on the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. Le- leave us comments. Let us know uh, who you, who you think won the draft or who will win the draft uh, before Sunday. Um, yeah, thank you to Jalen Turner for joining us. We'll see if he can uh, continue the UFC fighter streak of winning the draft for us. Uh, best of luck to you two. Best of luck to me. Best of luck to everyone watching with your UFC picks uh, this weekend. And we'll be back next week. Uh, is next week the England card? No, next. Wait. Yes. Yes, because yes. we're doing the we're new six o'clock Eastern mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we're doing it a little bit early. Thank you for tuning in live. 
Thank you for reminding me. That was a, yeah, that was important. I'm here for uh, next week. That's what, that's what I'm here for. An hour earlier, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in, for watching, for listening, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>